And you know what? Okay, I can do this because I was going to only show two clips of this. I could run. Okay? All right. All right. Let me. And you guys are all going to have an advantage here. All right? You actually are going to get more responsibility too. Because later on when we show the two clips, I'm going to ask some questions for your answers so you can give answers regarding the clips you've seen but the others haven't, okay? Here's, here's, here's the skit. None of these are paid professionals, just people at church that said, yeah, I'll get in it for you. And so picture here a, a stream. Um, it's deep. It's difficult to cross. Um, but right under the surface of the water, unknown to some but known to others, are rocks that if you step on the rock, you can cross. Kind of like the joke about the Jew and the Catholic and the Protestant in the boat. But I won't tell that one. So um, this opening one, um, and all of them, all of these scenes start with a foreigner and a local standing on the shore and, and uh, the local wanting to get across the stream. That's, that's how they all start. It's just the same skit, just different ways, act out different ways. And if you're coming in late, you're getting bonus material right now. This is like a Star Wars prequel or something. <laughs> okay. Let's, um, um, a host... host is there a way to turn off some of the lights, or is it kind of an all-or-nothing effect? All right, we're just going to go with that, all right? Yeah. If, and if you can, will you be around here during the session to flip those on and off, kind of like a disco? We'll do. We'll go with that. Did you notice how that worked when they were in here? Huh. Let's try this. Oh, yeah. Each version of this one act skit begins at the same point in time and space. A person from the USA called Foreigner is standing beside a river. The river is dangerous to cross due to currents and depth, and the locals tell the foreigner that they want to cross. The skit now begins with the foreigner's response to one of the locals. The foreigner offers to carry the local across. The local accepts and leaps onto the foreigner's back. Like a ballerina, the foreigner starts stepping from stone to stone. But soon the foreigner becomes fatigued and has to put the local on a rock midstream. The foreigner goes back to shore and promises, he promises the foreigner will return. But the foreigner never does return, and the local is left alone and helpless on the rock. Okay. Now. All right, let's go. And then at this, you aren't missing anything. We were just killing time until you got here. Can you turn the lights back on so we won't stumble? Thanks. Now, uh, this whole thing is something I've used a lot. It's kind of humorous, unoffensive, and because and if I, I can be very offensive sometimes in this. And this is a nice way of making people go, huh, I think I've seen that. I think I've seen that happen. The foreigner offers to carry the local across. The local accepts and leaps into the foreigner's arms. The foreigner gingerly steps stone to stone across the river and successfully carries the local across. The foreigner's feeling proud and starts strutting back and forth. And the local waves to his village and calls his friends over. I'll show you the way to super foreigner. He'll carry you back and forth across the river. So the foreigner proudly begins carrying locals back and forth across the river. He carries a few locals. Each of them are very eager and happy. They think it's great fun. 
But once, when it gets across the river, they begin arguing about who's next and how many times they get to be carried. This bickering keeps the foreigner from helping people, but honestly, he is getting tired and wouldn't have been able to help much longer. He staggers away, tired, aching, disillusioned, and all the locals are upset why he is leaving. Okay, lights. Well, we still got room, but I don't want to show you that one. I don't want to show you anymore. So that's it. We'll just wait a couple minutes, and then we'll start. And I, I will tell you, at the bottom, all those resources stuff, um, those those are so you can get that. Um, and I'll show you. Okay, if some people are asking, where would you get that piece of paper? Well, you got to talk to these other people about that. I, uh, I only made 30 copies, so um, maybe they'll – you know what? I don't you – know, you can ask. A host, do you know if there's copying abilities in this building? So if somebody gave you a piece of paper, do you have the clout to get copies made? Would anybody like to temporarily surrender their sheet to him? Sure. Nobody. Okay. <laughs> you've got you've got it. You don't want oh he's gonna do it right there. I I don't <sighs> He's gone. How many copies is he gonna make? <laughs> wow, we Okay. I'll carry you closer. <laughs> This is going to get a messy thing here. All right, let me take a look at what I wanted to say. That one's close to 20 after. I'm going to start. Um, okay, first of all, I'm going to assume that the goal hmm, – I'm going to assume that if you're going into the mission field, that your goal is for, for at some point in time, the locals not only are able to self-sustain what you've been doing, but they're able to multiply that into other communities in their area, and that you will exit the process. If you are not willing to exit the process, you're going to find my whole thing here really upsetting. Um, the second thing is I'm going to speak in general terms. If you are really focused and specific on medical stuff, this will still be applicable, but you're going to want that's not it. You're going to want to look at something operating responsible short care health care missions. I'm going to put this booklet on this broken podium, and inside are these little labels, like address labels, that have the website where you can get a free PDF of this booklet. So you could just peel it and stick it on that little white sheet of paper that you don't have. Okay, Greg Seeger. Okay, I, my name is David Phipps, and in here the session before was a guy, Charlie, and he's indirectly for me responsible for what I'm in. Um, I read in this magazine, oh, Mission Frontiers, about this guy named Charlie who was going into the mission field and teaching people how to do dentistry in seven days, and then leaving, and that village had a dentist. And I thought, that is incredible. Scary, but incredible. <laughs> and um, uh, I was in a, a – I'm retired from school, public school, and one of my former students who was a missionary was home on furlough. We said, let's get together. Tell me what's going on. And I was telling her about Charlie, and she said, well, if you like that, you need to go to this thing called Che. And I said, Che? And uh, 
It stands for Global Global Health Evangelism. Community Health. I'm, I'm part of the Global Shea Network. Anyhow, um, Community Health Evangelism, which is intended to do what I just said, trying to help them be multiplying so that I can exit, and it's, it's an indigenous thing. There's some seats up in the middle. I don't know if you want that. Um, okay. All right. I got to keep moving. And so um, I became involved with Global Chain Network, and, and I serve as a, a rep and a, a trainer and um, whatever. Here we go. I'm gonna. I am gonna go a mile wide and an inch deep. So if you want to go deeper and stuff, you can kind of investigate that. And I taught nine years of junior high science, so sometimes my humor you'll have to just bear with that. <laughs> okay, first of all, I think it's. Um, yeah, I'll do that. I think it's very important. If you're doing short-term missions, to me, this is kind of a non-negotiable. I cannot, I cannot be a short-term mission. If, if the community I'm serving is, is this one right here, that's the community I'm serving in, in faraway land. I can't be over here most of the year and have have a, a, a consistent impact with that community. I think for a short-term mission team to operate well, you need a coordinator who lives on the ground, who, who knows the language, and is there to oversee while you're not there, who believes in community development, who test, uh-oh, who believes in community development and doesn't want you to just come over and give them money and services and stuff. They want you to make these people independently functional adults. And I also believe, and this is, this is a big stretch for some, that this coordinator has invested in some locals locals, and, ha and is truly discipling them, truly discipling them. These locals love their country. They lived in the culture. They know the culture. They love their country, and they want to see this community change. So that in theory, not necessarily practice, but in theory, in theory, this coordinator may or may not even have to enter that community. But the trainers from that region can do what needs to be done for that community development. Also, I need you to understand that I believe for community development to occur, it's a chain of events. In short-term missions, they come in at certain links in the chain to do something critical for this chain of events to occur. Short-term missions in itself is not the link that will transform that community. But it's just one link in a chain of events. Well, not one. There could be several links, but it's instances. I'll pause. Questions on that? That was dangerous. Okay. Let's go to examples. Uh, these are just really quick on you. I'm not going to give you background. Um, a medical team went to Ghana, did a children's did a health screening, and um, and found we we then sh we had a community meeting, and so here's the whole community, the village council sitting over there, and we're talking about one of the things we found is so many of the children had cut feet, and and we and we were talking, oh, what do you think causes this? And and I shouldn't have done this. I know that now. I didn't then. But I, I, I squatted down, and without – now, we're out here under a tree by the school, and I, without moving, I just reach and I pick up three pieces of broken glass, and I said, these are the things that are cutting your children's feet. 
Now, that's all I said, and I shouldn't have done that, and we can talk later if we have time why I shouldn't have done that. Now, that was in November. February, I went back unannounced. They didn't know I was coming, and I made a beeline right back to that tree where we had had our meeting, and I squatted down as best I could remember and this squatted there and looked, and I couldn't see any broken glass or metal anywhere. Now, our team could have gone in and picked up all that glass and stuff. But to me, it was a much more powerful thing that by that comment I made, they responded as a community to that. That's what I wanted to see happen. The water well, and that's not right. It's not Pacific Rim. It was it happened in Guatemala. Again, a long story of a community that had already been well involved in its own development. It got electric to the community, and they... And they said, they said to the locals who were working with them, these guys, the trainers, they said, uh, we would really, we would like an electric pump so we don't have to pump all the time. But it's beyond our means. It's going to be many years before we acquire that finance. Would you consider assisting? And the bottom line is, so so this, the locals came back, talked to the coordinator. Coordinator contacted some U.S. There was a long, not a long, a thorough discussion here. Trainers went back and said, we, here is the offer. If you, will, if you will buy and insert in the ground piping to all, all the homes in your community, then... We'll put, the, we'll put the water, the pump in, and we'll teach you how to take care of it. We'll arrange a way that you can have a fund to repair it, and we'll hook it all up. And so they did. So with a little contribution, a link in a chain, they went from carrying water on their heads from a pump well to running water in every home in the community. So that was significant development. Uh, and they invested in that. Well, I'm going to skip the three. Four, the village visit. Uh, and I, don't, I think the World Bible League may have changed their name now. But they used to have short-term teams. They liked it to keep it real small, like maybe four or five. And they would go into a community where they knew that there was a, Christ, a few Christians and there was a person in that community who served as their pastor. And and all this team did was go in and hang out with that pastor. And they would go and visit the other believers. And, well, after a while, the chief says, what? You know, they, come on in. I'd like to meet you. Why did you come here to our community? Now, now this is the whole reason this short-term team went. Not to build something, not to do a VBS, nothing. This, this instant, this moment. And the reply was, and we're going to pretend you're the, uh, you're like the church pastor for that community. We came here to hear the words of this woman. That's it. And they leave. And there were reports of the next day when she would get up from her house and start to leave. People were sitting in the dirt. Um waiting to hear her words. Um, and then Children's Che is really pretty awesome. World Gospel Mission is pretty involved in this. And, and it's basically teaching children the concepts of development and that using your own resources and working together cooperative. And, and it, that's being done while the adults are also being taught and, and the results are pretty positive. That's just some examples of short-term teams, what they can do. Key factors. Um, part of my responsibility was try to put together some kind of training material for short-term teams. And, and so there was a lot of emails back and forth between me and people all over the world that hosted them, that, that, that went and I always thought in my mind, I mean, who's the main people? It's the people going and the people hosting them. 
And I realize there's two other players in the fact that factor in significantly. And you can see them right there, the senders, the organizations. And, and I put on here organizations, relief-based versus development-based. I want you to understand there is absolutely a place for relief-based activities. Okay? There are times, disaster, war, uh, disease, there are situations where a community is plunged into such a situation that if outside help isn't given, people will die, period. They'll die. But then there's places where a community has, has lived at this level for generations, but because their level is here and the U.S. level is here, then we think they're in relief and that we just need to give them enough stuff to get them up here. And that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about taking them here, not give it to them, but teach them how in your culture do you want to progress up and help them do that themselves. Uh, the senders can be churches. And in that little parenthetical statement there, what I'm saying by that is um, examine attitudes and methods for local missions versus foreign missions. I really have to question if a, if a church is sending short-term teams overseas but not fully, fully engaged in communities in their area, I got to question what's going on. Um, I can't, well, here's, here's what I finally said to myself. I can't fly over an ocean and do for people what I won't do for the people across my street. And so that still plagues me, how I handle my next-door neighbors and et cetera. Um, all right. I'm going to stop. Any questions at this point or, or pleasant comments? <laughs> okay. Now, some, some people in here have seen this, some of this already, but they haven't seen it all. Um, here's the deal. There are, they, these are different skits, different scenarios. We're only going to look at two. Um, over here is a foreigner. Oh, oh, there's a big river here, right here. And it's, it's too dangerous, right, to wade or whatever. But there are rocks just under the surface that if you know where the rocks are, you can step across. Some people know where the rocks are or some of the rocks, some don't. So this is a case of a foreigner and a local person standing on the shore and, and wanting to get across this river. And we're going to start, forget those, we're going to start here at the two feel good. And somebody is ready with the, um, somebody is ready with the lights. Oh, I knew it. How did it go on the copies? No. Negative. No. I heard, well, I won't tell you that. Okay. Foreigner says he is from the USA and has knowledge and experience on how to cross rivers. He has never been to this river, but he still knows the best way to, for the local to cross. Confidently, the foreigner tells the local to go from stone to stone across the river. Foreigner tells the local, watch me at all times and to step where I point. With some guesses and mistakes and even some retracing. The foreigner tries to guide the local across the river. Finally, the local reaches the other bank and leaps in happiness on the bank of the river. He thanks foreigner and walks away. Foreigner feels good about how much he helped the local. He tells the local to wait, though. He tells him to come back. He wants to take many pictures to show the <laughs> So he crosses the river, taking pictures. <laughs> and, 
The local watches Foreigner as Foreigner begins examining the photos. Local just shakes his head and walks back towards his village. The local knew where some rocks were that could have been helpful, but he didn't tell Foreigner because it would have been an insult to Foreigner's pride. The local felt good about letting the foreigner think he had been helpful. If you think that's ever happened in missions, say yes. yes. Okay, just making sure. Now we're going to, okay, we'll just watch this. I'm trying to think, is there any key issues that I want you to make sure you saw? Well... We'll see if it comes out. All right. And go. Foreigner looks at the local and asks, how do you cross the stream? The local explained that some stones were just below the surface of the water and that he usually tried to jump from one stone to the other. However, the stones were so far apart that he usually fell in the water and had to wade or swim. The foreigner explained that he also knows where some rocks are located and that maybe they could be used together and they cross the river. So together, the local and the foreigner teach each other where the rocks are located and they begin to cross. Slowly, carefully teaching each other, they eventually cross to the other side. By the time they cross the river, each has learned what the other knew. And now both can safely cross the river whenever they want. But even more importantly, the local can teach his friends how they too can cross safely. They collapse to the ground to talk. For the experience has given each one a respect for the other. The foreigner says that this incident reminds him of the story about a man who helps all people cross from danger to safety. The local asks, I want to hear this story. Okay, I'd like you, this is going to be uncomfortable for some of you. I, I want you to talk to each other. So if you could get, just kind of turn or whatever, about three or four in a group. Here's my first question. Think about which of these two you liked best, okay? <laughs> now, I want you to talk together. What about the one, you don't need to tell each other which one you like best, but the, but of the one you like best, what made you like it best? I'm going to, and I'm serious, I need you to talk. I'm going to give you maybe four or five minutes. So turn, twist, whatever you got to do. I brought 30, I'll go get some more. and I told him, I said, no, if you know somebody, yeah, you can bring some more. That would be fine. Well, I'm, I'm pleased. This tells you the strategicness of short Yeah, exactly.
One more minute. One more minute. Okay, now I would like, I'd like you to kind of shout out, no, 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 uh, I would like you to take turns sharing, sharing some of the things that were said in your discussion. Now, here's the beauty of this. Everybody knows that you were talking to somebody else, so when you give an answer, if everybody goes, what, you can just go. <laughs> okay. That's Michigan. That's what? <laughs> Okay, so these two, please give it up for these two scribes that are going to write this stuff down. All right, I'll move this. So somebody tell, tell one thing that, they, that you liked. Why, why did you like? Respect. Another one. Mutual teaching. Mutual teaching. Another. Collaboration. Collaboration on the, okay. Listening. That's for the man on the right listening. What else? Relationship. Relationship. You gave a good segue. Oh, good luck on spelling segue. <laughs> the good segue. Yeah, okay. I like that. By the way, it's 9.45. Oh. You're the, let me look. Oh, okay, okay, yeah, yeah. All right, what's next? Another one. Learning. Humility. Learning. learning. Like, tell me more on learning. They learn from each other. They learn from each other. Mutual learning, however you want to phrase that. Another. They both solve problems and solve it. Ah, they both solved the problem and solved it. It takes time to learn from each other. It takes time to learn, and I'm just going to cut us off. In, and even for the people that saw the prequel, um, what was the first thing the foreigners said, in, not in this one, but in the other three? What was the first thing the foreigner said? I'll carry you across. What was the first thing this foreigner said? How do you do? How do you cross the river? Men, we're going to come back to you. But you can discuss. All right, now, you told me what you liked about the one you liked. Tell me what you didn't like about the other, or others, if you were here for the prequel, that made that not your favorite. Talk. Oh, I mean, to your groups. So you can do this, remember? In your groups. I forgot to tell you that these are just kind of general principles for short-term missions. If your passion is medical, then I really suggest you take a look at this brochure. It's by Greg Seeger. This keeps going on. It's a, it's a, what would you call that, a booklet? Is that okay? It's a booklet, Operating Responsible Short-Term Health Care Missions. I'm kind of a booklet sort of guy. If you like a book... When when healthcare hurts, by the same guy, he's here somewhere. But I don't. Does he have a table? Where where's tell tell us where the booth is? Second floor, far right. Wow, we. Okay. His booth number is 9420. One. Wow. It's right up there.
94201. Greg Seeger. Now, this one, how am I going to say this? If Oh, that would have been, see, I almost did the insulting thing. I almost said, but I won't do it. I almost said, if you want to do health care missions like this, then you don't want to look at this. But this is statistical, research-based, what happens when short-term missions health care is done wrong. And it's not pretty. All right, also over here, also over here are some more of these about the, the conference in uh, Phoenix in January. The whole conference is about doing things integrated and holistic and developmental. Um, yeah, it's, it's pretty doggone good. So take one of those. All right, why didn't you like? What was it you did not like? The scribes are ready. Arrogance, pride, let's put those same thing. Not sustainable, not sustainable. Pride, we'll just count with arrogance. So second second scribe. Wait a minute, what was yours? Not sustainable. Okay, the scribe on the right, not sustainable. Here we go. We know you don't. Okay, how, how can we do that in a word or two? We know you don't. Presumption. Oh, I like your spelling these. Okay. What? Oh, no learning opportunity. Personal, personal intention. Okay. Touristic. Touristic. I'm going to, I'll top that one later on. Walls to communication. Walls, walls to communication. They glorified the missionary and not God. Glorified missionaries. We always said God complex or like the superiority or helicopter mom concept. A lot of derogatory terms there. Okay. What, what? What else didn't you like? Okay. Perpetuated stereotypes. Nice. Identify with a culture. Did not identify with a culture? Yes. Small return on investment. Small return on investment. Let's just hold it off there. I want you to talk in your groups again. You all, no, I can't say all of you. It seemed like several of you, when I asked, Does this, has this ever happened in missions, it seemed like a few of you said yes. If, let's pretend. Let's pretend that you like this one better than this one. Then why don't we do it? Talk in your groups. Why don't we do it? Terry, I'm going to be using this. If you just stay right there, you'll be fine. Well, no, if you stay there. If I stay right here? Yeah, keep tight because I'll put my foot here. What's your first name? Phil. Okay. 
Okay. Here we go. Tell me one. Why don't we do it? Lack of training. Lack of preparation. Lack of preparation. Poor preparation. Poor preparation. The lack of preparation put poor, too. Not marketable. Not marketable. See, okay, I'm going to interrupt. That goes back to the other coworker. Remember we talked about goer guests? I kind of just stopped on that. The supporters, I did not realize till I started talking to senders, the churches and organizations, the power of supporters to determine how missions is done. I really think we miss out educating supporters. Okay. Was that a pause? No, don't do it. Lack of time. Yes, did you notice? It took a long time to cross the river in the last one. Slowly. All right. Ego. Ouch. Okay. Colonialism. You get all the good ones. Lack of long-term investment. Lack of long-term. In- well, that's why we don't do it? or we. Yeah, because we, go in, we run in, sprinkle our pills, and run out. Okay. A short-term attitude. How's that? Exactly. Short-term attitude. Lack of prayer. Lack of prayer. I'm coming apart. We didn't like that. That doesn't sound very spiritual, does it? Hmm. Okay. Somebody else was here. Okay. We're just going to stop, and I'm going to use that as a segue. All right. Uh, thank you. Again, give it up for the scribes. I'm going to use that as a segue. Go to number three on your sheet, deal with root issues. I'm going to guess, This is an hour lesson. I'm going to give it to you in two minutes. I'm going to tell you what would have happened. If I was going to do this lesson with the United States group, here's what I'd do. I'd say, tell me some problems in the United States. And you tell me everything from poverty to abortion to whatever. It's interesting how different areas of the country have their different views on what the problems are. I did divide you into groups. And each group would have one of those problems that I told you. And then I'd tell you about this tree called the problem tree. And that this fruit is the problem that we see. The limbs are the behaviors that cause these problems. Here's the values. But the root of the whole issue is the beliefs. Our beliefs dictate the problems that we see. So I would tell you, now you sold me these problems. Let's say it's hunger. I want to know, what is the root belief that causes that problem? What's the root belief? And then I give you guys time to talk about it. And I'd say raise your hand when you think you have the answer, and you'd raise your hand pretty quick. And then I'd come over, and I'd say, what do you think? We don't have enough food. Okay? Why don't we have enough food? What's the belief that causes this food shortage? Oh, okay. So then they go back to that, and they'd raise their hand again. I'd go back and say, well, why do they believe that? What's the beliefs that cause that? And after about three times, everybody stopped talking, and they just sat there. And I say, well, how do you feel? What? Don't tell me your answers. Tell me how you feel. Tell me what's going on. And they'll say, it's frustrating. I feel ignorant. I don't know where to go. And I said, now that is us trying to solve a problem in our own culture. Imagine how harder it is to work on problems in another culture. We can, we can run in as a short-term team, and we see this tree with all these crab apples on it, and we take pictures of it and say, look how terrible that is. And so all week, we pick off these crab apples, and we tape on sweet cherries. And then we'll stand, we'll get under the tree, and we'll take a picture, and we go home, and we think, you know, we really helped them. They had this crab apple tree, and now they got a sweet cherry tree. Okay. This is hard. 
this is really hard, and that's why you need somebody on the ground with local people on the ground working while you're not there. That's why we need so many other links besides just the short-term link. Measuring true success. Uh, this, is, this, is, this is stolen. I know. I have his permission by Eric Swanson. Down at the bottom where it says resources, this video you can get at that first bullet point operating. That's the address for the PDF if you didn't get a label about helping a health care for developing. Oh, my gosh. That third bullet point, that is um, – he has done some incredible work about dealing with um, e using evidence-based research, um, how, how preventative things can be so helpful in a developing country. And then the last one here is Eric Swanson. Um, Eric Swanson did – and you can dump this deep PDF just like I did. But, but he, um, he did – he does a scale. Don't pay attention to that right now. He does a scale like this. He believes certainly the people who go – must, this must be a, a developing experience for them as well as for the people that host or, or live there. So he suggests that, that short-term missions, the senders, build a graphic where you score on a scale of one to five, like how beneficial was this for the goers, how beneficial was this for the host receivers. And if you aren't getting over halfway for both of them, then you have some work to do. So I contacted him and I said, okay, I, I love the article. I read through it. And I said, tell, tell me what these indicators are. What, what is it you want? And, and he said, no, you have to develop those yourself. You have to personalize that for what you're doing. Now, just so you have an idea, look at all these things that we know we like. We already know a lot of things that we want to see happen. We also know some of the reasons they don't. So it may or just may become a point where we start to have to do, take care of some of these things. Well, anyhow, in my opinion, I, I really am I'm buying in to what he's saying here, but I think there's more than just these two people involved. And I would do more of a trigometric sort of thing. There's a host receiver element. There's a goer guest element. And there's also the uh, senders and the supporters. All four of these have to benefit somehow from this interaction. I would encourage you on supporters, don't treat them like ATMs. Contact them. Pray for them build a relationship with them. Senders, you may have to set the tone for the goer guest. You may have to take the lead in that as an organization. And, and host receivers, that's so difficult. Many of their cultures are so kind and considerate. That's, that's why he didn't say anything, because he doesn't want to offend us. And it's so hard for them to say, no, no, please put down the paintbrush. That's not what we want. So, okay, um, I probably will not go to the case study, but you can look at that. It's five minutes if you have any kind questions. Yes, sir. Okay, he asked a really good question, and I would suggest uh, don't ask first, what do you want? Ask, what do you have? How have you worked on this? What, what steps have you taken? 
I was uh, that village where I picked up the stuff that I shouldn't have done. The I was walking with. I was walking after two years of fumbling around. I found a coordinator in Ghana, and so he went with me to the village, and we're walking in this path in a village that I've walked on who knows how many times, and he stops and kind of kicks around and hmm, and moves on. And okay, what was that? Hmm. And I said, what, what, what was that? And he said, this is really good sand. They could sell this for cement. I've walked on that a hundred times, but he was a local and he had some experience and so... I really think you need to talk to them about their assets and and how can I help you use what you have. Okay. What was wrong with you picking up the, the glass? And, and you, said there, you, said, you, said, you said the wrong thing. I should have. Okay, so, I mean, we got the, a large member of this, a lot of the community, all the village council setting over there. I should have just kept asking, what else could cause these problems? What else could cause these problems? They need to understand that they have the answers. They just don't know they have the answers. Somebody would have said they get cut on the glass on the ground. And so it wasn't, it wasn't the bald white guy who came in and told them the answer. They knew the answer, and they just did that by talking among themselves. I, I'm going to – I'll tape this. No, I won't tape it up because I don't have tape. I will, I will put this over in the tray, and, and it has all of them here. The real long one about that PDF download, there's those labels, don't forget, in that booklet. Two more minutes. All right, you guys want to go get a good seat. Thanks so much. I'll be hanging around. Oh.